Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. My man. My co-host. The MVP. The, the other man of the hour. My co-host. Don't worry. Keep going. Keep going. My, uh, what other adjectives? Uh, the I'll take the best of all time. Um, no. Evan, I feel like this has like become a weekly tradition. I feel like there's multiple weeks in a row where I open and be like, this is the episode where I make fun of your team. But I feel like it's been like four episodes in a row where that's yeah. happened. And it's like, I don't even, it doesn't even feel like rewarding anymore. No. But I feel like this might have been like, like I, don't even, I don't even like want to make fun of the Dolphins anymore. I almost feel bad. Like I, I've almost taken pity upon Dolphins. It's like, you know. This I, year, I noticed there was less mocking in the group chat. Because it, I mean, you didn't have your starting quarterback. Regardless, and then there are two ba- gloves should be able to put up more than, like, what, 14 points with two of the, what you guys alleged were two top 10 receivers. Well, you guys still should get it done, right? Yeah. You got this great offensive guru coach, you know, decent backfield. Quote, unquote. You got the line, got the receivers. Teddy Bridgewater is not like, you know, Skylar Thompson or anything. Well, we got a chance to go see some. We got a chance to see Skylar Thompson again. Wait, what did he throw the ball five times? Throw a pick. Uh, he threw it quite a bit. Quite he threw quite a bit of checkdowns. Uh, looked like a a seventh round pick out of Kansas State. That's for sure. I mean, he. I don't know. Give me your. I feel like we can almost wrap this up quickly. This Dolphins game. Yeah. Because I feel like it's the same song and dance from last week. It felt like you know. The offense was just non-existent, especially the fact that last week was more like more on Tua, I'd say, because, you know, he played and he threw his interceptions. Now it's just kind of like that was depressing to watch. Yeah, it's uh, – I think I think it's confirmed the Dolphins are cursed. They I don't know when they'll ever be good. And uh, I don't think he's playing next week. Tua? Yeah. Oh, yeah he won't. He's not going to play. Uh, he, uh, Big Daniel already said he's not going to play. So, so here, my prediction is, Evan – I don't know if you're going to want to hear this. The but Dolphins win somehow and they make the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Oh my god. I Tomlin does it again. He does not get his first losing season. Honestly, at that point I kind of just want to see the Patriots make it cuz like the Steelers are so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> like they should have like the fact that it they crawled I, back. Uh, like the fact that there even is a playoff race is says how sad and sorry the Dolphins have been. Yeah, they've. You guys had it on lock. It was like the Patriots and Steelers should have like zero chance of even making the playoffs. They were, they had the best start. Like, oh, the AFC they, is just crazy, yeah. man. There's so many good teams. Yeah, they were, and then <laughs> one of them dropped out, and eight and three. Best team in the AFC. We're better than the Chiefs. I think I still think that when I said that in the group chat, that was very sarcastic. But that's when you guys were literally the one seed in AFC. You're like, this is what we're rolling. They were in three. You beat the Bills. It was their best start in like 20 years. I'm like, finally, this is. No, 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 no. They had to win just one freaking game. Just one. It might have been one of the most catastrophic downturns I've ever seen in my life, Evan. Oh, I I would rather take last year's team than this year's. At the very least, they ended strong. So you felt a little better. Now it's like you started so strong. Yeah, if like, you took that little back, but, but look at look at the Jaguars, like Trevor Lawrence is fine. Evan, 
I've been saying it. We've been saying it, actually. Yeah. Give him some time. He's literally looking like a top-10 quarterback already. We've been saying just let it, let him develop. I was criticized by this take, and you also scoffed at this take when I said I would love to have Doug Pearson as my head coach. I did scoff at that take. You did scoff at it, and look at it now. It's also as a Giants fan and Philly hater. So that kind of like comes yes. in from that standpoint. Yes. I know it, it, it rolls off the tongue, you know, Philly, you know, it's like, uh, get out of my face. Uh, Philly. Doug and, Peterson. And, and then next, you know, you want to punt every single Philly cheesesteak stand in town. I get it. I get it. I like a nice cheesesteak. Oh yeah. I can't complain, but I got criticized and look, look, look at, look at what he's uh, doing with Doug Peterson, uh, with Trevor Lawrence. They, 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 they settled. They finally figured it out. Then, I, I know the AC those, South all, is pathetic, but and still they made Evan Ingram work. Yeah, I hate to say Evan it, Ingram is playing very well. Yes, he also made Christian Kirk solid. Like at least like people, a, people are thousand yard receiver. Yeah, I think. I, I, people include you know we were criticizing the amount that you know they've signed. They signed to that deal. They overpaid and, all those guys. Yeah, and you know, I'm not sure. Maybe is that sustainable? I don't know, but it's working. There's promise. How much of it is Trevor Lawrence? Probably a lot of it. Probably a lot of it. But and, I would say a lot of it does have to come down to the head coach. And I think a lot of that draft class kind of settled to what we were originally saying. Give Trevor time. He's the unanimous number one quarterback from that draft. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. But, oh, Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that. Trevor Lawrence is better. I don't care. Recency yes. bias, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah. I, I, I Either way. But that being said, Trevor Lawrence, not Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields should have been that second quarterback off the board for the New York Jets, who – not only the day when he was drafted, I said it was I didn't like the pick, but to this day, I never liked Zach Wilson. He had a good pro day. Personally, I'm not even a big, huge fan of undersized quarterbacks. You got to show me extraordinary arm talent to you know want to pick those undersized guys, especially if you're going to pick a guy out of BYU. Look, I'm not sure if you want to transition. We could transition that to like the Jets and their sort of little mm-hmm. collapse too. Uh, but I think also coaching the coaching staff there hasn't helped as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Zach Wilson, obviously, it you know we all know what Zach Wilson is, but I don't think it helps as well with the offensive coaching staff there and having defensive-minded head coach. It hasn't worked. Clearly, yeah. hasn't worked. And look, even like Mike White, you know, the savior of the franchise. It we Mike all know White was never is. the answer. I I like to call it backup magic, where somebody can come in. And bring a spark to the offense. It's kind of like, like it's only like one game. It doesn't matter. Regardless, still, it, it's you. It could last anywhere up to even I've seen up to up to a season. But for the most part, it's a couple games where the backup jolts the offense and it gives you this new burst of energy. And I think similarly, the verdict still isn't out on Brock Purdy yet. But I think it's also a different case because he has had a, like a hundred and five passer rating. But once again, it could be like Nick Foles was that with the Phillies. Yeah. So you don't know until you get past season one what they truly are. But, but Purdy, like, I, it goes back to my how much I value head coaching. Shanahan, I've said this for a while, he's, like, one of the best head coaches in the league. Like, he'll, he'll literally get anyone. He'll, you can throw whoever, he, they'll succeed. Yeah, you can call that into a smooth transition then. What yeah. do you do next season, right? Let's say you win a playoff game, maybe losing the first round. San Francisco is now looking. Trey Lance is healthy. Jimmy Grappolo is going to walk, right? Jimmy's yes. gone. Yes. Free up all that cap space. Yes. Now what? Do you oh, have a quarterback competition? 100%. 100%. Or do you try and salvage the value of Trey Lance and send him somewhere? Well, okay. So if you get like whatever offer for Trey Lance, sure. But I think you should, I think you should get – you should you have an open competition. 
Well, no, I think you should have an open competition. What if you trade all you trade all that for all that 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 big package to move up third overall? Okay. And, and Trailers hasn't really gotten a fair shake. I would say, hey, but I think it'd be like, hey, listen, you know, this Purdy guy, you know, our our, seven, our Mr. Irrelevant, all right, he you know, he came in and, and you know he did a lot of good stuff. I want you know if you want to be here, you want to be this quarterback, you gotta step up. Kind of like light that fire under his ass. So let me give you this hypothetical situation. Okay. Right? The New York Jets into next season, they move off of Zach Wilson. They they're able to move him for what a five, whatever, anything. They get a five for him, right? Sure. And they send him to Houston, Texas. I don't know. Who don't knows? care. Don't care. You bring in Derek Carr. You okay. sign him whatever three four years, yeah. hundred and change. Yes. Right. Whatever. And then. Do you think you have any interest of saying, hey, I'll bring in Trey Lance for a two? For, what are you talking to about? To the Jets. The Jets. The Jets call, you know, they call up San Francisco, hey, we'll take Trey Lance off your hands for a second round pick. Um, And the Jets a, say, like, you know what, we're going to try a, and put as much talent in the quarterback room as possible because as a team that's a quarterback away from contenders, maybe they're just trying to, you know, no. throw whatever at the wall and yeah. see what sticks. I would say no, only because they're kind of cut from the same cloth. They're there are two guys that didn't have a whole lot of whole lot of film heading to their senior years and they kind of were just thrust in as the big arm, you know, athletically mm-hmm. gifted quarterbacks and they they rose because of the ceiling, not because of the floor. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, in my opinion. I think also, you know, he's had a little bit of the injury issues. So you couldn't make Zach work. What's telling you that you can make Trey Lance work? Exactly. Especially if they're going to run it back. Mm, sorry. I think. I'd rather just do get the stopgap or whatever. And go then, for Derek Carr, go for Jimmy Grappolo. Yeah, either of those two. Probably Jimmy G will probably be better because he's obviously familiar with that San Francisco. I think your best option is writing that blank check to Lamar. I don't know how likely that is. Saying yeah. Maybe, does he but, even leave Baltimore? Yeah. I feel that's kind of cooled down for now. But I think, but, personally, if you have that window, you give Lamar whatever he wants. You well, give yeah. him a $250, 300000000 million deal, and you move on. Because yeah. you know what? You're bringing him to New York, and you're the worst case. I mean, not even best case scenario. You're a Super Bowl team. You have the young defense who's cooled off, but you have the pieces, right? Yeah. You have the the talent. Yeah. You have the offense who has all the talent as even like a, a 49ers. It may not be right there, I'm saying, but you have yeah, the we'll pieces. See. You have the running back, right? You got the Brees Hall. You got, the, you got more guys back there. You have like a three-headed dragon in the backfield that Brees Hall comes back. You have Garrett Wilson, who's probably the offensive rookie of the year, which would have been Brees Hall. You have Elijah Moore. You have a solid line now. Yeah. All the pieces are there, right? So you're a Lamar away from having an electric offense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so once again, one of my good takes is to tell Jet fans to cool down a little bit. Don't start you, photoshopping Lamar and Jets jerseys. I'm so not take saying it that. easy. You guys are still the Jets. All right, yeah. so relax. It's kind of like, you know, LeBron to the Knicks. It's the same energy. Yeah, Let's, yeah, yeah. It's fun to speculate, but you never know. Yeah, look. I also say the same thing with uh, the Giants, who are going to be out of a quarterback soon. If we don't sign Daniel Jones, the only quarterback I'd want to replace him for right now is Lamar. Other than that, I want Daniel Jones back. Well, yeah. Exactly. That obviously, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not delusional. If Lamar says, "Hey, I'd like to be a New York Giant," you sign him right away. So there's a part of me that that thinks about that, but then it's like, why not just not 
I feel like sometimes you look like, oh, why not get the upgrade? But it's like, you know, you're fine with what you got right now. Because quarterbacks right now is the least of your issues. And heading into this season. It's actually been uh, the highlight of the offense this year. That's been the only, th- well, besides Saquon. But, like, that's like, you know. That's staple. That's given. It, honestly, it's 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. It's 1A, 1B. And shout out to the O-line, too, for, you know. Stepping it up. Yeah. The, the tackles are solid. I think we still need interior linemen. We still need a center and guards. Yeah. But nothing's better than having a lockdown left tackle in the National Football League. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Brian Dable, coach of the year. That's a fact. I mean, watching that last game is my favorite thing that I've seen improve from Daniel Jones, right, is his poise in the pocket. Uh, watching him his you know, first year and two especially – he had the flashes where he'd make a big, nice throw down the field. He'd scramble and run, but he was never put together. He fumbled a lot. He looked scared and worried in the pocket, especially at a time where we had probably the worst line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But now he was able to sit in the pocket with his big 6'5 frame, take hits and deliver throws, roll out at the right time, not scramble because you have to, but scramble because you need to and make the right pass. You know, he's not fumbling the ball. He's got good ball security. He's making progressions. You see him looking down the field, being like, oh, that's not open, that's open. Oh, he's able to roll through, and he delivered a touchdown to Richie James. He hit that, like, frontwards moving backflip, which is ridiculous. But that was, like, a perfect example of his progression. Pressure came. He sat tall, rolled out. Richie James got open. He actually caught it by miracle of God, and <laughs> it worked out, right? Yeah. He's running for touchdowns. It's it's looking good. It's almost like, you know, obviously we expected something like that going through the season, but Dayball's showing us that Josh Allen progression. Once again, not saying he's Josh Allen. What, but, Pete? Relax. But the growth is there. The jumps in accuracy and decision-making. And, you know, it's that similar, similar playbook that they were calling for him early in his career. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm glad the Giants are moving in a positive direction. I've been saying this probably for like the last like two years now, but this is like the biggest jump we've seen. That's crazy. I saw, I heard that this is the first time the Giants scored 30 points in a game since like 2020. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like what? I mean, we have had like, like one of the most disgusting offenses, especially in that yeah. window of time where Saquon was hurt. Yeah. Our offense was literally not. Still, it was just like. Because even bad wow. teams could stumble into 30 points. Yeah. Like, you could stumble into a 30-point game once a year. Exactly. But like I said, this year was more highlighted about like a solid defense. Nothing extraordinary. Solid. And, you know, being able to score 25, 26 points. I, if you want to talk about what defense I would take, either the Jets or the Giants defense, I might take the Giants defense because they were consistent throughout that year. Shout out to Wink Martindale. Great hire. I was about to say those next words out of my mouth. The schemes have been beautiful. They're putting the right guys in the right positions to succeed. Thibodeau has been stupendous. Should have been the first overall pick in my eyes. I think he's been the best edge rusher. You can argue Aiden Hutchinson, of course, but I just like the athleticism and like the tenacity Thibodeau has. He looks like he's just angrily going for the quarterback every play, and he can make tackles. I think, I think he's the best tackler in that class. He's chasing down running backs. And he, he's got the best pursuit. Well, yeah, when you're that athletically gifted, I would hope you can. Uh, he catch. even drops back into coverage. Oh, yeah. we saw. Th- let me correct myself. Thib- uh, not Thibodeau. We also saw Hutchinson drop back into that crazy oh, right. coverage. Oh, that play. was like like what was going. That on? was straight out of Madden when like that was like some, user the guy up the field. That's some schoolyard bullshit right there. You know it, but it worked. It worked. Yeah. It's it's in, it's in the rule book. 
then you know Dory Jackson coming back hell uh, should be coming back healthy next week or honestly probably the playoffs. I don't see them having any reason to put him on the field against the Eagles in a meaningless game. Uh, the only meaning in that game is making the Eagles sad. And you know what? That's plenty of meaning for me. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, and uh, McKinney is back, the X Men, of course. Of course. And Landon Collins with a huge pick six. It's like it was like, is this 2016 again? The last pick, I'm not sure if it was pick, might even pick and pick six he had was actually on 2016 on New York Giants. Wow, look at that. So it's like a nice flashback, you know. Yeah, everything coming full circle. You wish, huh? Ugh. Full circle has been like a honestly, it has been full circle for Miami. <laughs> it, has full circle. it has been a full circle. It's just. Nah, and no. we prove all those analysts wrong, right? Stephen A is like, oh, the Giants are going to win three games. They're going to miss the playoffs. I mean, I did not. I was not expecting you guys to win more than like six games. I'm not Actually, I think lie. my preseason prediction was like eight or nine games. But I have been saying that. I can't even give myself credit for that because I think last year I also said like eight or nine games. It's like the safest prediction in the league. Yeah. Uh, but Dayball definitely is the reason for this jump more than anybody else. Oh, yeah. You ha- you have to give him like ninety percent of the credibility. He now oh. becomes the sixth oh God, Giants head coach to ever win in their fr- uh, not win sorry make the playoffs in their first season. Huh. Following the last court uh, coach who was in twenty sixteen, which was Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, who was number five. Wow. So I just withdraw my ecstatic like excitement yet because you know what I felt the exact same way in 2016 when we made the playoffs on a new head coach and like everybody was playing good I was like this is this is it next year's our year now so I gotta you know it is different than 2016 I will say because we had a lot of like old guys who overperformed on mega contracts Mm -hmm. this is the absolute a lot of young guys who were you know showing growth so it's definitely a lot healthier of a you know scheme yeah, yeah, 100%. So back to my Wick Martindale. Uh, that that leads into the Dolphins should just dump all the, the money to uh, Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator. Make and it happen. Is this a rumor, Evan? But I heard you want a new head coach. What? <laughs> no, I, okay. No, <laughs> I, I do. The only person I would even sniff the hire to replace McDaniel is Sean Payton, but that's not going to happen. If Sean Payton said, hey, Miami Dolphins. Oh, how about this hypothetical? Because we did see the tweets, right? What if Brady says, no. "Hey, I'd come," no. and McVeigh, not McVeigh, sorry, and Ms. Sean no, over man. there, I want him to be my coach, right? No, honestly, if that was the case, it'd be like, "Hang up, see you later, done." They come together and they come to Miami. Nope, one year deal. Nope. I, I when when you hear Tom Brady, see you later, done. And may, maybe Don't Tua can get his mentals together, right? Can sit by Brady done. one season. Done. See you later. Hang up the phone. See you later. What's next? Don't want Brady. I don't know. Your owner seems to be very fond of Brady. They hang well, out on the yachts together. Well, our owner is also 80 years old and he's a moron. And so. cost you Herbert. Well, 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 I don't have any confidence that this organization can develop Justin Herbert into the player he is. That is also fair. Anymore. So, look, McDaniel's not going to get fired. He shouldn't get fired, honestly. He's, look, he's a. He's uh, getting figured out, and he's not adapting, and there's a lot of issues with that offense, not performing. Uh, but also, that defense is pathetic, and that special teams is putrid. So and hopefully, I... regardless if we make the playoffs or not, I don't care. New defensive coordinator, new special teams coordinator, and rework that that whatever that defense is. I will give you the credit, though, because you really do seem to be one of the only people I see that actively are 
criticizing the Dolphins coach. That literally, I'm the only person anywhere is criticizing, like not even the media. No one's saying anything because they're like, hey, he's goofy and wears glasses. He can't be bad. <laughs> shucks, shucks, shucks. He does everything right. <laughs> he <laughs> ja, ja. He's a nerdy guy with glasses. I can relate. It's like, oh my. It's like, like there was a play last week where I, I think it was one of your running backs, one of those like eight guys that you guys bring in. He he made a nice move, dodge the guy, and he was like, "Hey!" He pulled him over the side. He was mic'd up. He was like, "I like that play where you didn't let him tackle you." And then everyone was like reposting. He was like, "Ha ha! He's goofy." When when was that? Was that last week or it was either last week or the week before? I don't remember. All right. Well, if we were eight and three and did that, I would always be ja ja ja. That's my head coach. <laughs> but we lost six, five, six games in a row. So you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. I'm he's sorry. Got, he's got merch though. Yeah, I would buy the merch if we were winning still. What is he? His t-shirt says, like, I wish I was cool. I don't give a shit now. How about that? You know, you know what's the shirt I want? I don't give a fuck. That's my shirt right win there. Win games. Look, like, fucking win games now. Please. That's all I want. Now we're going to stumble our way into maybe a playoff spot. And that even then, that's a question mark. Watch. Now this is going to be a whole repeat. You guys move Tua to another team. Bring in Brady. And Tua, like, I don't want Brady. And Tua, like. Somehow exceeds expectations. I'd rather team. give Tua a second contract than see Brady for one year. I do not want to see Tom Brady as my quarterback. I don't give a fuck. What was the uh, the rumor? It was him in the in the Vegas Raiders, huh? Yeah, exhilarating. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, the Raiders fans that's that's what they want to see. Yeah, they want to see Brady yeah. as head coach. Yeah, because uh, obviously Brady's gonna come in and figure out that entire organization. Hey, he. I mean, that's his boy over there, McDaniel's, right? Oh, great, perfect. Hey, so awesome. Uh, first of oh, all, oh, Raider fans like the oh. um, what's the quarterback they have over there now? Stidham. It's the Stidhamania now. It's right oh there. come on! It's the Stidham show. Who's saying that? Twitter. It's the Stidham what? show. Three hundred fifty yards. What part of Twitter am I? Am, no, I, just, I I'm not on that side of Twitter. What, what's your analysis on Mr. Stidham? I mean, that's cool. But what I think this bring raises a genuine question for the Raiders that Stidham went off. It's not necessarily necessarily that Stidham's your guy. It's more like, hey, no, I know. I'm saying though, I'm saying it's not that, right? Who's saying this? No, I'm saying it's not that, right? Does that say to you now, like, hey, has Derek Carr been the problem? Has the I mean, if Stidham could have succeeded in that offense, has Derek Carr been the issue? I mean, that's the Peter hot take of the week. It's hot. And I don't agree with it because it's only one game. Yes, they played against a good. It would have been Derek Carr's team. best game of the season, though. Yes, that's true. I think it's a mix of a lot of things as to why. Look, I think Carr has been really hard done by. And by also, that organization. you can't look at the fact too. They've been basically like the inverse Vikings, right? At every chance they've had to win a close game, yeah. they've lost, right? Yeah. If they had won at the same rate of close games in the Vikings, they'd be a 10, 11, 12 win team. They've been in the playoffs right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, they'd be so yeah. where you know I start criticizing a lot of those end game results is you got to look at the quarterback a lot of the times, right? He's throwing oh, interceptions yeah. left and right yes. with a minute left on the clock. Yes. However, it's it's kind of like that scapegoat thing. It's like, is it really? All, well, I get it. Like Derek Carr's been there for Seven, a long time, years, now. nine years. So I guess I get it, but it's just I think he's just been so hard done by by this organization because he had. The flying start to his young career. Then Gruden came in, and for all this time, Gruden was like, oh, I want to get my own guy. I want to get my own guy. And it never happened. 
And then you have McDaniels, like, oh, and they, I want and, my and own you, guy. And, and I want my own guy. But you bring in Devontae Adams, who's obviously their teammates at Fresno State. You're like, oh, I guess. Hey, he brought his own guy. He brought Jared Stidham. And they brought, and I guess, yeah, they brought in Jared Stidham, which I guess is a guy because I guess he, they worked with each other in uh, New England. I don't know. I think, I guess well, it's definitely both, done, right? But what? It's definitely soured now. He's not coming oh, back. Oh, it, it's, it's, I think it's done finally. It's long gone. It's done. I think you might as well put him in a Colter Jets uniform next year as good as done. One of those two teams. Yeah. Black and gold is no longer the style for him. So uh, Black and gold. Black and silver. What, what is he, Stardust? <laughs> gold dust. <laughs> what yeah. did I say? Stardust. Isn't that, wasn't it, uh, the that, other guy Stardust? That's his brother, Cody Rhodes. You're thinking of Dustin Rhodes. Gold dust. <laughs> My Get it right. WWE expert. Get it right. I used to be so horrified as a kid, like, after you finish a match, and, like, he, you'd see, like, his whole normal face under his makeup smeared everyone. I'd be like, oh, my God. Fix he's me. a real person. It would just look so creepy because it's like, hmm, he's just some fat white guy. Well, he's just a guy. <laughs> he's not my hero. Uh, but what was I just saying? Oh, yes, the Raiders. All right. Raiders. Does Devonta Adams want out now, right? Because he only came because he had his, like, Fresno State buddy. No, nah, I would. Uh, probably not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He, I mean, give it, give another right. year. He moved or two. his whole family out here. He yeah. bought a house. Give it another year or two. See where the organization is. He's getting paid. I think Josh Jacobs might pack it up. I personally oh, is he is his contract? Well, this is his last year, I believe. Well, I'm not sure. Are they gonna, oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't think they took his fifth year. Yeah, he's See, gonna he's gonna make a lot of money somewhere. Personally, hear me out. This is another Peter Hot Take of the Week. I don't oh. think Josh Jacobs is all that good. Wow. Wow. I think he's. Once once again, a very good schematic running back. I think he's very much a product of his environment. I don't think he's RB1 money worthy. I wouldn't pay him Saquon money. I wouldn't pay him CMC money. I wouldn't pay him Derrick Henry money. He's not on that tier to me. Well, yeah, I I agree that he's not on that tier. He's going to get that money. But, yeah, he's going to get that money, yeah. But if I'm a team, right, and I want to fill that RB hole, I can get damn near the same value from a guy in the draft that I, you oh, know, yeah. you pick correctly or maybe get somebody a little worse and you can get similar production, right? I would not, like, you have a lot more things to worry about than paying him $30 million yeah. a year. I guess. I mean, we saw last two years, right? Raiders had a horrendous offensive line and he was asleep, which most running backs are. There's only a few running backs that can succeed in struggling conditions, right? Yeah. But that's what you got to do to get number one money. You got to be good, period. Yeah. No, I get. It. I disagree with your when you said he's not that good, but then you kind of reworked it. I but I mean yeah. when I mean not that good, I mean he's not on that tier. He's not number one good. I don't want to have that debate when people say, "Oh, Josh Jacobs is better than Saquon." I don't want to hear. It. I don't care that he has the most running yards in the league. Don't care. We go by all purpose yards in this household. We go okay. by all here. Here, say what we have an all, all purpose, purpose yards. Okay, that, that, this is news to me. Like this is, new. <laughs> I, I had no clue. Like there's like I, I didn't see, I didn't notice it in the garage or like. like, like no, I have like, it above my bed. It, it, it's, it's all purpose yeah, yards it's like, only. It, it's like the Ten Commandments. It's Pete's commandments. Thou shall not, not 
discredit all purpose jars. Or yeah, something. like this is not 1987. We don't care. We care all purpose. If you can't catch a football, you have no place in my offense. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like those uh, kitchen signs, like your mom would put up, like mm. or something like that. Like Just this like, is an all kitchen. This is an all purpose yards house. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna get that printed on the wall. It's gonna be in the background somewhere. We got, we, we got to think of the other commandments. Evan's like, Dal shall not disrespect Tua. Yeah, well, well, I think he, he <laughs> I think he wore some criticism, and I that's an off season question. I'll save that for uh, the off season. And no, Dan. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> You're not listening to this. I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. He's not listening. He's, yeah. Where's the hockey? Sorry, Dan. Uh, but um, let's. I think it's uh, pretty obvious to to ignore to not ignore what happened last night in the Monday night game with Demar Hamlin. Obviously, mm-hmm. bring it in a, a somber note, but I feel like we have to talk about it. Uh, scary. It's terrifying. So there's uh, not even much you can say other than you pray for the young man. You yeah. hope he gets well. Uh, you don't. You don't want to see. You know, like overanalyze. You see people like overdoing it on like TikTok, and I think the like this is one of the rare times I think the NFL handled it well. Yeah. Um, people who were giving the NFL this criticism, being like, "Oh, they." I saw somebody complain that they put. You know, um, they could have done something to prevent this. And you see, you know, the NFL can't win in this kind of situation because no. you see all these people complaining left and right. No. The NFL is becoming too soft, too soft, too soft. There's nothing you could have prevented an injury like this. It wasn't even a neck process injury. It's cardiac. Oh, yeah. It's a freak incident. You can't really do anything about it. Sadly, it's the reality of the NFL and the reality of football. It's a reality of sports. Like, unfortunately, like this stuff has happened. Especially this sports. league. You, you, there's nothing that the NFL could have done to prevent a situation no. like that. And all you can do is hope he gets well. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't prevent it. I feel bad for T. Higgins, too, because he's getting a lot of flack, too. Which is terrible. Which is awful. Like, Bart Scott practically tried to blame T. Higgins. I didn't see what he said. Because he, 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 he accused, I think, I think he accused T. Higgins of going, like, head first. In reality, he didn't go head first. He went shoulder first. Bart Scott's a, it's a moron. Yeah. He's, he's an idiot. Like, he's clueless. And that's not even nothing talking about did, Skip Bayless. Nothing which he I can, did was out of the ordinary as a football play. It's, yeah, you literally cannot, con- like, it's, it was terrible. And it makes me think, if Vontez Burford played in today's NFL, he'd be, like, arrested. He'd actually be put in prison, I think. Yeah, well. Like, looking back at some, I was watching, actually, um, this was, at, like, two, three days ago, unrelated to yesterday. I was watching, like, old NFL, like, biggest hits compilations, mm-hmm. like, brought back to, like, the Vine days. You know, the music, yeah, goes, here yeah, comes yeah. the boom. Yeah. Um, and it really made me think, I was like, wow. Like, this was really, like, the reality of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. plays like that were, like, very normal. And I forget who it was on Twitter said he would, like, actually be in jail, like, for some of the hits he had. I forget who it was on Twitter. But it was just crazy to see. Uh, and I think you want to open up your criticism, Mr. Skip Bayless. I think you got a couple words yeah. to say. So before I actually get into that, I want to also praise ESPN. I thought they did an excellent job with the coverage, especially, especially Booger, Booger uh, Next McFarlane. words in my mouth. They were putting a very tough And position. Ryan Clark. I've criticized Ryan Clark before. They were, those two were incredible. Mm-hmm. They shut it, down any rumors. They said, hey, I personally, if I was ESPN, like the actual media network, I would have just put a black screen and been like, you know, we're putting a you know, temporary pause, whatever. You put the analysts in a very tough position to have to talk about it, you know, for like 20, 30, 40 minutes. And they did a great job. These are all great ve- job. They were well. all very well all, composed. Joe Buck, Troy, all of them, a 
a star. We, we criticize ESPN a lot because of their uh, people like Bart Scott, but they have they have There's no time for conspiracies. No, not not conspiracies. Sorry, speculation. Yeah. Shut down any speculations. Look, yeah. pray for the young man. There's a you know we criticize it because they might. It feels like they hire anyone off the street, but there's a reason why they're like the worldwide leader in sports because they hire training. the best. Yes, and they had you know we can disagree with like some of the stuff they say like anal like with their analytical wise exactly, but professional. These are good people. Skip Bayless, <laughs> on the other hand, I don't care how you interpret it, that last line or whatever because people were were saying, oh, it doesn't matter or whatever he mm. said in the last line. This man. There's no time. Th- this man. Hold on. I have. There was just, while you pull that up, uh, there was just, like, no need. I I was also one of those people, when I first read I was kind of confused when he was trying to say that last night. I read it, like, five, six times. But regardless, if you have to, like, kind of sit there and try to interpret the tweet, you should kind of think to yourself, hey, there's probably not a place for this right now, right? This is from uh, Rick Storm. He's uh, from uh, TYT, uh, the Young Turks. He he's been there for a while uh he he this is like in reply to his tweet from a uh, from saying a coach can't succeed because they're fat to printing the n-word in a newspaper article at kareem to writing lebron's coattails for clout this may be your worst yet and that's not including when he accused skip uh troy Aikman for uh, to being gay as not even including where he pretty much criticized dak prescott with how pretty much like after Dak Prescott's uh, brother died, mm. pretty much call him weak. This man's a scumbag. And it's not even including a couple of weeks ago where we talked about when he absolutely tried to discredit Shannon Sharp's entire career. Skip is, is a not only an awful analyst, but even an even worse human being. Tigers don't change their stripes. He is the same person. I don't care about Drip Bayless. I don't care about all the mm. funny stuff that he said. He is an absolute scumbag, and he should not have the platform that he that he has. And he's I think it's awful. The, I think Fuck it might be the, Skip Bayless. He's I think, terrible. He's I think terrible it's the end of Undisputed. I think we probably see the tail end. Shannon Sharp didn't even show today on Undisputed. Good. Good. And it was kind of just kind of like an apology episode. He was tr- he. There was a clip going around him just like pretty much like you know uh, which we call it just talking about how great LeBron was. It's like are we in like are we in the Twilight Zone? He's just, he is an awful human being, awful person, awful human being, and he's gotten away with all of that for so, so, so long. Get him off TV. He does not deserve – if you're an aspiring uh, reporter that wants to get into uh, you know sports an, uh, analysis, and I know you're hearing it from just two random guys talking about you know sports for fun. And you, you probably think to yourself, oh, I'm not sure. It's a tough business. Well, listen, they hire literally anyone. They'll literally hire anyone. So you have an opportunity. You have a shot. Because, like, literally, they'll hire you. They'll hire you. So, literally, if you want to be a sports analyst, go ahead. Go do it. Fulfill your dream. Because they'll hire anyone. I guarantee it. They'll hire anyone. Unfortunately, Skip Bellis has been here for, has been in this industry for decades. For decades. And I'm happy, once again, he got called out for his garbage. And then he got called out for like, oh, you said something dumb. Like, no, oh, you're a scumbag. Mm. 
Although, it feels like people should know that already because he is literally a terrible human being. It's kind of I, just I, a I, straw he, that broke the camel's like, back. I would love to go up to his face and tell him, you are a piece of shit. I, I would be so... And I'll be proud. I'll be proud of saying it to his face. I don't care. He's a terrible human being. And I think it only becomes not I was I wasn't trying to rant about it, and here I am. Uh, it's not, not in a sense forgivable. Like, you can kind of, at times, try to understand where someone's coming from if this wasn't a recurring issue. If there was anybody other than Skip Bayless. But really, at the end of the day, Evan, we just know who Skip Bayless is, and we kind of expect the not this level because this is just ridiculous. But people who've been listening to him know who Skip is, right? Yeah. But now, in conclusion, Evan, it's first episode of the new year. Yes. This today is January third. Probably be hearing this on January fourth for yeah. our obvious consistent listeners. Yes. Thank you. Thank this you is all. hopefully going to be the year of toast. Uh, we mm-hmm. probably had our best year in 22, which only came in like November and December of the year. It was like when when the uh, the fall when the leaves started falling. Not toast even, in the morning started to rise. Not even all the trees lost their leaves. It was like Thanksgiving. From Thanksgiving on, we were we were balling. We were doing too bad, man. Even our reel is still. Well, it's, oh it's almost at 250. Oh my God. Oh my we God. get consistent attention from that. We tripled our followers. Yeah. And like I always like to say sometimes, thank you for our listeners. You guys make it possible. We'll continue putting out episodes. Probably get the most content ever from us in 2023, hopefully. We always say that we want to get more content, but we are committed to get more content out. We, you saw that in the last two months of the year. Yeah, exactly. So thank you again for everybody. Evan, any final words? Um, yeah, just uh, hopefully, you know, like I said, hope you guys uh, stay by our side because the year is young. The year is young, but toast in the morning never grow old. Is that, is that, does that work? No. Outro.